Better listen very carefully. A good martial artist does not become tense, but ready. Essentially, at this point, the fight is over. So you pretty much flow with the goal. Who is worthy to be trusted with the secret to limitless power? I'm ready. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Bulletproof for BJJ podcast. I am JT. Hey guys, I'm Joey. And today we will be asking the question, are BJJ seminars a waste of time? Potentially also a waste of money. I am going to say, I think if you are trying to improve your jiu-jitsu, they are. I think they're a waste. And what we're talking about here is totally different to the mobility seminars we do. We're talking about famous jiu-jitsu players who go on tour, right? Yep. Yeah, I've always liked them for the experiential kind of aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Going in, meeting the person, getting to hang out in their presence for a bit. You know, you learn some shit, but really, I mean, I don't remember anything that I learned at seminars. Yeah, well, I feel, yeah. Like a handful of things. Yeah, I think even if I speak to the most studious, nerdiest of my jiu-jitsu friends, you go to a seminar that – they're obviously the person is showing you their expertise, but it may not fit your game. And if you, you know, you go there, you do it, you think, oh, that's, wow, that's handy. That's cool. Where is it in your game now? Like how many, how many moves you attribute to those people? You probably don't. That's why I think the seminar format is actually kind of flawed in a way. I mean, obviously it has evolved over time, but I, from the perspective of meeting people, there's been a couple who've been cool. Like Braulio Estima is really cool. Marcelo Garcia is not cool, but he, he's an impressive person to meet because you're like, oh, like he's, there's an aura to Marcelo. Yeah. But I've done a bunch of seminars and they were lame. Really? Like the people, I lost the shine on them. They lost their kind of hero status in my mind because I'm like, you kind of suck as a person. Like yeah. you, you really. Or you're just not bringing anything special. Yeah, not that charismatic, didn't really sell anything and you're getting paid. And I was like, well, I believe and it's just probably the evolution of jiu-jitsu that there's an entertainment element to it. Yeah. And that I know if I was teaching some kind of, uh, you know, strength and conditioning related thing, whether it's a kettlebell seminar or anything, just a, a few jokes or just, you know, remembering people's names or just a bit of personability yeah. makes a huge difference. And for the best part, jiu-jitsu people do not, even high-level guys don't have that. Yeah, charisma goes a long way. Huge. I think it's a – yeah, I think different – like seminars can work in different ways. Like say um, I went to Mikhail's seminar. Sure. It was really cool because he's like, hey, this is the no-gi stuff we've been working at Absolute. This is what's working really well for me. And he showed us a bunch of techniques all related to like twister hook, back take, front headlock type stuff, right? Yep. The downside to the seminar was that he just taught way too many techniques. It wasn't even time for me to take notes. Right, it was overload. Yeah, and so I walked away with being like, man, there were so many good things there that I wanted to write down to drill and work on, but I didn't get a chance to, so they're gone. Overwhelmed. And, you know, what you were taking me through the other day, that was there, the wedge. You know, I remember that. I'm like, fuck, yeah, that's what I want, you know. I do think that there are times, and, you know, you look at people like like Craig Jones or Gordon Ryan, whatever, who who have a – strategy or a game plan that's working very well for them. It's like, come on, I'm going to teach you part of the game plan. Sure. I can see the you the utility in that. Yeah. Because like, yeah, I just want a few fucking details on their leg lock thing and that's sick. The traditional BJJ seminar that I was exposed to early on, I remember uh, a guy called Paradeda. Okay. Who came out from Brazil and it was done through my first academy I trained at Roots. Sure. 
He just taught a collection of techniques. Oh, here's this one sweep I like. Oh, here's a guard pass I like. Right. Here's this top control thing I do. Right. And it was like a bit miscellaneous. Completely. It was like nothing was connected at all. Right. It was really just a bit of a an opportunity for him to go, you know, here's my favorite things. You know, I like <laughs> this. I also like this. Sometimes I like this. You know, which which yeah, I think the standard these days needs come come it's away changed, from that. Yeah. Counterpoint to that, I went to the Pedro Sauer seminar at okay. um, John's Gym High Jiu-Jitsu okay. a few years ago. He did the same thing, taught a collection of techniques that I'll never use. Here's right. this fucking really weird little choke that you can catch them with. And But he had all these great stories about the oh, old days. yeah, man. Pedro you know, Sauer's OG, so. Yeah, he's talking about, you know, teaching in Abu Dhabi, hanging out with the Sheik and his family, what it was like when he first started jiu-jitsu, how he was the little guy he had to play like sneaky and kind of happy guy. Yeah, right. Uh, and he cracked heaps of jokes. He's a real funny guy, like filled the room with charisma. Yeah. That for me, I was like, I didn't care about the technique. It was just the experience. It was enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, um, I don't know, I feel like hardcore jiu-jitsu heads often pretend like that doesn't matter. And it's like, no, I'm just here for the technique. Like, well, yeah, be here for the technique, but – the experience of hanging out with someone that's very interesting and has a has a cool energy like that, that's that goes a long way too. No, I'm gonna make your jits better. No, I agree with that, but I I feel the premise because I I've been looking at jujitsu from more broadly from a business perspective. Oh, yeah, serious business stuff. Get deep, but think this, guys: the two major ways that uh, jujitsu practitioners make money on their journey because it's hard. You've got very skillful individuals not making a lot of money. Are seminars and instructionals. Yep. Are they the best way to teach people jujitsu? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say a whole bunch of money is going out the door from recreational jujitsu practitioners to not get better at jujitsu. That's what I'm saying. I'm not attacking individual people because I understand you're a world champion. You've earned your right to make money off jujitsu, no question. And teaching seminars isn't a bad gig if you get a lot of people there you can make good bank off that. Yeah. But if you're a person who's just going there to learn that person's style or their techniques or whatever, I'm going to say no. Uh, Look, I did do a really good seminar with Josh Hinger and it wasn't actually the biggest seminar, but I totally absorbed those moves because he actually went around to each person and said, show me, do it right no, nah, that's not right. Fix that. Do this. That's cool. Yeah, it was. It was wasn't cool. just like, all right, guys, next one, jump on in. Yeah, check no, this no. Out. He really made sure everyone understood why and how he does it the way he does it. Yeah, and it was cool. And he's a funny guy anyway. So in person, Josh is good. But then I also had the the privilege to be the only non tenth planet person at a tenth planet seminar, and I got like, don't get me wrong, like Eddie Bravo is a charismatic cat, and that guy can tell a story like crazy. Like he's good for it. But bro, like, you know, he'd had a big night and I'm sure he was like a little bit baked and ah, the technique for wasn't me. wasn't ready like, for that Australian hydro. <laughs> it was too strong. Yeah. Like, is this skunk? North Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, smoke me out. But uh, no, nah, man, like I, don't get me wrong. I already understand a, a bit of the 10th Planet system, the E series and how they run it. But man, I was like the jiu-jitsu that I just was revised to me didn't make a difference. Ah, uh, Okay. At, but his stories were cool and that's what you're saying, right? Yeah, so like did you walk around and go, oh, I'm glad I did that? Um, or were you like, that no, wasn't enough? Uh, no, no, no. I, I, I was lucky enough to be there pretty much for free. Yeah. So that was like a, a privilege but I was there to help in different ways. Yeah. Like I went to the Nicholas Marangali seminar. Terrible. That really? guy's flat as attack. 
Yeah, right. Like, I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting. I just was just went, no, that was crap. Like one technique I looked, I was like, okay, the rest of it, irrelevant. And I spent a bunch of money on that. You you may have had different experiences. I'm pretty mercenary. If I'm going to drop a hundred bucks on a seminar, I want to come away with something. But I've been to a bunch of health and fitness seminars where they give you a handout, you know, follow up emails, you know, because they want you to learn what they're doing. Yeah, it's and more competitive too. Yeah, isn't it? health and fitness might be a tougher field because there's so many people in it, more so than jujitsu. But I just find most seminars, nah. If you want to meet people, cool. But then, I. Yeah, I'm not for it. It's an interesting one. There's a there's a place that I think you see with more seminars these days where they 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 theme the seminar. It's like oh, leg lock seminar, or sure. you know, like heel hook seminar, or you know, De La Hiva guard, or whatever the fuck. People still play that. They do. You guys doing that? Yeah, <laughs> um, they, do, they do. But you know that that makes more sense because then it's like oh, well, I'm into heel hooks, so I'm gonna go to that, or I yeah. want to get better at that. But when it's like. I'm in town. I'm doing a seminar. You should come. Just cash me. Yeah, and it's it's a little bit like you can maybe see through that as like, well, it's just like were they out the night before? Are they turning up a bit dusty? Are they just like, oh, okay, guys, let's have a look at this yeah. close guard sweep that I like to use 30 years ago. <laughs> you know, like, sure. and I didn't mean to say that with a Brazilian accent, okay? <laughs> it was just a neutral <laughs> accent. Um, but <laughs> Guys. Yeah, so I think that there's something there which is talking on that phenomenon of like a blue belt comes back from three months at B team. Oh, God. And it's like, I'm doing a seminar. Bobby Sandu, I'm calling you out, (laughs) you so lanky motherfucker. I love you, Bobby. I love you. You are dedicated. But but to try and see some – to try and understand because obviously for us as older guys, it's like blue belts shouldn't be running seminars. No. Blue belts should not run – however – in that circumstance, it's almost like, hey, I went away and I was able to capture some of this shit that you want and I've got some of that shit to bring back. Yeah. I dropped a bit of it on the way. I don't have all of it, but I've still got <laughs> some here in my <laughs> hands. <laughs> you can have it too. You know what I mean? Yeah, but just bring that to the class. Like I don't think people should be paying 50 bucks each for that. Well, I mean, yeah. That's me. People, yeah, that's um, right. If people want to pay, right? I think in that instance, people are probably just trying to support the dude. I love Bobby. I think he's great. I want to see him evolve and do really well in jiu-jitsu. So maybe people are just jumping in to kind of try and get him some money so he can get back to B-team and learn that whole game. <laughs> you know, whatever. Come back when you got the rest of the pieces. You know, you know where I do think seminars are real cool, and this is something that I say a lot in the, in the fitness realm, um, is you go to a seminar with a different mindset than you go to training. Agreed. And so it's like, oh, it's on a Saturday afternoon. It's, you know, from 2 till 5, whatever, and – you know, you're going to learn some shit. You go there, you've like cleared your schedule at that time and you go there to learn. And you, you go to class to learn too, but you go to class to train. You're like, yeah, I'm here sure. to learn the three techniques we're going to do and then I want to roll, you know? Sure. And I do think that for a lot of people, the benefit of a seminar is you because you approach it with a different mindset, More receptive. you take different things away from it. Yeah. Yeah, that's possibly true. Yeah. Even, even... And this is this speaks to the charisma piece. I even like when I go to a seminar, and this is not just jujitsu specific, but uh, when the person who's teaching it, I like to observe how they teach it. Oh, you and I'm like, I'm like, oh, how does this person communicate with a group of adults? How do they control the energy in the room? How do I? What do I? Take what, are, that? what are their teaching techniques here? Are they? You know, what sort of? And and I like I like to adopt the way I'm like like that was a big thing with Edo Portal, right? Sure. Like I fucking like this guy's Very teaching style. I'm stealing yeah. some of that shit. Yeah, for sure. You know, and I think that that's that's a cool part. Like particularly, like you were saying, like um, 
charismatic jiu-jitsu coach, like you can learn a lot just from being in around that. Yeah, I am with you on that. I, I definitely agree with that because I've had seminars where I've learned a bunch and not like the guy, yeah. <laughs> like strength conditioning guys, like strong men and powerlifters. Sometimes they're just assholes, but they're very knowledgeable. You're like, wow, this guy knows how to deadlift. He knows how to squat. You want to hang out with that guy? No way. Definitely, I agree with you in that, that there is some learning in observing high-level people delivering well. But I would say on spec in the last you know 10 years, whatever, 80% of seminars have not been – they weren't worth the money. Yeah, fair. So that's, that's all I'm saying with that. And look, if you're out there and you disagree and you've got a lot of our seminars, that's cool. Like I think it's great. I think if you're getting benefit – I'm not saying this to say don't go to seminars, but know what you're doing it for. If, if you're paying 80 bucks to just go meet a guy, cool, or a girl. I got a lot out of the Michelle Nicolini seminar. She actually thought I was hitting on her. <laughs> I, I, I was like really – I was a bit of a fan, but she's friends with uh, Tiago Stefanuti. You know it's a problem when a Brazilian girl says you're coming on a bit strong. Well, <laughs> no, because I, her first words was – I was just like, oh, Michelle, like, hey, how you going? <laughs> her, 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 her second sentence was, I have a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Like, bro, I'm not, I was just saying yeah. – I just probably just – me bringing my energy, just being like, oh, you're the best. <laughs> and then in the seminar, it wouldn't roll me. I was like, oh, really? But then afterwards, she, it was cool. We, I hung around for a while and afterwards she's like, okay, we roll now. And we roll for 40 minutes and she bashed me. She just toe-holed the hell out of me like <laughs> 50 times. But it was cool. Like I, I did learn a lot from that seminar, but that is one of few. Yeah. So look, if you want to fan out, that's cool. But good piece of advice from uh, Adam Childs there was if you can take just one cool technical piece of information from a seminar, that can be worth it. Okay. You know, if, if it's just how they set up their grip mm. or it's like how they position, you know, just one thing like I think about the Lucas Lepre seminar. Sure. It was a bunch of De La Hiva passing stuff that I just like, whatever, I'm not that interested. But there was a couple of things just in the body positioning and his grip setup that was like, that's handy. Yeah. You know, and, and if you think about it, it's like, well, if you can integrate that into your game and use that, Forever, then maybe that was, you know, $100 well spent or whatever. Yeah, possibly. We'll wrap it up there. Guys, thank you. Hey, if you want to get at us, you know where to find us, bulletproofforbjj.com. We've got a strength and mobility program. It's great. It's awesome. Uh, jump on there, free trial. And then if you do want to do it, it's BJJ Podcast. Use that code and you get 20% off the program. Nice. Yeah. Yes. But if you aren't interested in the training you do on Support Us, we're on Patreon and we've got a few different options there. You yeah. can just chip in a little amount that will buy a coffee for JT and I. We drink it out of the same cup. <laughs> then there's a second tier where we can have our own cup each. Nice. And the third level is... We both get a coffee and maybe we get one for Julian. Maybe Jules gets a coffee too. Yeah. That'd be Julian. cool. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Thank you. <laughs>